1: self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world wrestling is still real to him and he is here to keep good wrestling alive he is the host of snug wrestling podcast the one the only edgar avila Hello, 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 good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, welcome back again to Snug Wrestling with me, your host, my name is Edgar Avila, and you can find me on almost every social media platform that you can think of ever, except the naughty ones, at Snug Wrestling, definitely be sure to hit me up, and also leave a review, one of those uh, star rating review things that uh, are very popular nowadays very popular so leave one of those reviews down there i think it's only fair since i'm doing these uh wrestling reviews it's only right that you guys review my show as well so drop a a little star rating on apple Podcasts on spotify drop a little review some comments whatever show some love i'm gonna be doing an update on the very very famous and popular aew all-out press crumb there was actually something really really interesting was something really Really important that I forgot to mention last time, so I'm gonna be going over that very, very quickly during the uh the famous news segment of Snug Wrestling Podcast that usually starts before the wrestling reviews, and then after that, we're gonna be going AEW dynamite. This is an episode of September 6th, which was surprisingly not a very bad dynamite, at least not compared to last week's dynamite. This dynamite was a lot more enjoyable and i'm gonna be going over why that was here shortly but first let's get into these news reports okay So AEW all out press conference, Tony Khan had Danielson out there with him and Tony Khan for some reason mentioned if he were to get hit by a bus that Danielson, Brian Danielson would be the one to take over AEW creative. And I don't know why that just went over my head. I didn't really think that was a big deal. And it wasn't until today that I heard something that Eric Bischoff said that made me go back and re-listen to that thing and kind to be like what that's crazy of all people Danielson would be the one to take over the creative if something were, were to happen to Tony Khan God forbid I don't wish that on anyone I don't wish no harm on anyone even if you are Tony Khan and even if you are not the very best booker in the world I do not wish any bad on Tony Khan but Danielson I believe Danielson he's had some creative roles in AEW already and he's been working really closely with Tony con with the creative that's been going on in AEW, i don't know to what extent but tony Khan has mentioned before that he has worked very closely with danielson in that area now that cm punk has been fired by aw cm punk is no longer on collision collision was mostly a cm punk show the booking the matches had to do a lot with cm punk the fact that cm punk put an end to jungle boy's idea of using rogue glass led me to believe that CM Punk had a lot of say in what went down in that Saturday night wrestling show but now that he's gone Danielson got brought back to AEW a month earlier and it looks like he's going to be taking over Collision now instead of the show being revolved around CM Punk it most likely is going to be revolved around Danielson which could potentially mean that Danielson is going to be running things in Collision and the reason I bring this up is because Eric Bischoff had some comments about Danielson potentially running AEW Collision and running the head of creative on that show. And Eric Bischoff actually had a lot of good things to say about that. And he seemed really excited about that idea of Brian Danielson running AEW Collision. Here's a clip. I am excited about the potential for sure. And I see that now I don't know Brian
0: Danielson at all. We we've probably had brief conversations occasionally. Um, over the course of the years, especially when I was back there for a minute in 2019. But here's what I do know. Um, I've watched watched his work, watched him in the ring. I'm very impressed with him. But what I'm most excited about, not so much as a performer, I think Brian Danielson is knocking on the door of the end of his career. Just age, injuries all of the above. But I don't think that's where his real value is either. When I was working in WWE back in 2019, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here. I don't think I am because I'm doing it as respectfully as possible. But I know that Vince McMahon was very impressed with Brian Danielson, his creative, his psychology. And I know that there was some conversation. I don't know how serious it was at the time. Vince mentioned to me that he was po- possibly interested in bringing in Brian Danielson to be very involved in the creative side of things. What? Vince is a pretty bright guy and you can, you know, you can say whatever you want about him. But I think that that suggests that there is a lot of great potential there. And I think if there's anything that's truly missing that can move the needle In the right direction over the course of the next six or twelve months. It's going to be creative.
1: Some very interesting comments by Eric Bischoff here regarding Brian Danielson and potentially Danielson being the head of creative for AEW. So hopefully that's the case for AEW and hopefully collision maintains that good streak that they've been having. It's been the better wrestling show in AEW, and hopefully that stays the same. So let me know what you guys think about all of this with Danielson being back and Daniel being in collision now let me know what you guys think is this something you guys are looking forward to are you guys excited about it let me know at snug wrestling but enough about the news let's get into AEW dynamite wednesday september 6th the former international champion, Orange Cassidy, opened up the show. And of course, I say the former because Orange Cassidy lost his international championship versus John Moxley at All Out. But Orange Cassidy is more over than ever with the AEW crowd, with or without the championship. This guy, the people love this guy. And Orange Cassidy just wanted to make it clear that with or without that championship, Orange Cassidy is still going to be on awtv every week no matter what the doctors say which got a nice little crowd reaction nice little pop because the people are really really behind this guy especially now orange cassidy had a 20 something and 0 run as an international champion but even before that the people really liked him so good for orange cassidy he got himself over but unfortunately for orange cassidy while he was walking up the ramp and leaving john moxley's music plays and john moxley is defending his championship title for the very first time versus AR Fox Darby Allen comes out with AR Fox and is already showing his support for this guy that attacked Darby Allen left and right betrayed Darby Allen attacked one of Darby Allen's friends in his home left him lying in a pool of his own blood all in a matter of a couple weeks Darby Allen forgave AR Fox and now they're friends again I don't know how that really works out but I guess good for Darby Allen he has that will to forgive and forgive Get so quickly but AR Fox he is a great wrestler I can't hate on that unfortunately because of this poor booked angle with Swerve and Darby and Sting it kind of made AR Fox look like kind of a douche and AR Fox was also placed in a really bad position here I think versus John Moxley on his first title defense there's no way AR Fox was going to win this match and I have a bad feeling that this Moxley international championship run is going to get shoved down our throats as much as Tony Khan can possibly do it, because Orange Cassidy defended that title belt it seemed like all the time, and now that that belt is on John Moxley, I'm sure that it's not going to be no different. John Moxley has a AEW record of 24 and 8 in this year alone, and but overall, John Moxley he has over 80 wins. This guy never loses, so I'm pretty sure John Moxley is going to be the international champion for a very, very long time. But even with all that being said ar fox he's still the better wrestler when it comes to these two if you want to compare ar fox with john moxley ar fox is a much better wrestler but john moxley like we all thought won this match and retained the international championship right after the match christian cage caught up with nick wayne backstage and christian offers nick wayne his mentoring services and a heel turn by nick wayne would make a whole lot of sense here and i think it would be a good look for nick wayne because remember that friend i mentioned earlier that ar fox left in a pool of blood one of darby allen's friends well that was nick wayne nick wayne is not very happy of how quickly darby allen forgave ar fox for doing all these things so maybe to get back at ar fox and to get back at darby allen maybe it would not be a bad idea to line himself up with the tnt champion a legend like christian i think that would make for some really good tv a really good angle and maybe you can even have nick wayne learn a thing or two from a legend like christian and even have a, a feud there with ar fox darby allen nick wayne and christian and then the tbs champion chris stantlander had a match versus emmy sakura and this is just another random match kind of like the one that john moxley had versus ar fox no angles here no reason to have this just cold matches just because just so you can have some championships being defended on dynamite i guess if you like that type of stuff just have matches for no reason then aew is for you this is for the tbs championship this random girl from japan that hardly ever wrestles on aew dynamite was beating the shit out of the way bigger and way taller chris stantlander who's also the tbs champion and who's supposed to be the powerhouse of this women's division chris stantlander barely got the win over M sakura out of nowhere ended up hitting some type of pile driver to retain her tbs championship but this should have been a squash match. This should have been a dominant win by Chris Stantlander. She's the champion. Amy Sakura, I don't know too much about her, but she's hardly ever on AEW TV. There's no reason for Amy Sakura to be having competitive matches here with Chris Stantlander. The toxic ex-girlfriend, aka Roderick Strong, has a video package, and he's still wearing the neck brace, and he's wearing the glasses. Kind of looks like a little bit of a nerd. I don't know if he's going for that look where he tries to get sympathy from the crowd or the audience or maybe from Adam Cole, but he looks kind of goofy wearing those glasses and that neck brace, but Trent Beretta and Roderick Strong, they're supposed to be going at it for this tournament for the Triple B. It's a number one contender and the winner of this tournament is going to be facing MJF. And Roderick Strong, he feels really strongly about this tournament and he entered himself in and he's looking to win and face MJF to prove his ex-best friend Adam Cole wrong. Chris Jericho and Sam Guevara La Sex Guts versus the Aussie Open we had Don Callis come out in commentary and I guess Chris Jericho and Don Callis they're still in an angle I thought that was over but I guess not but at least we have an angle in this match we have Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho in a tag team match and this match leads to something else this feud or this potential feud with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara they've been having some issues that they're trying to work through so I actually really enjoyed this match match it was a tag team match it was a pretty good tag team match Chris Jericho ends up getting the pin with a pretty good Judas effect on one of the Aussie guys one of the Australian guys and for some reason Sammy Guevara is not happy they got into a little shoving contest at the end of the match and the shoot security guards jumped in the ring to break up Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara I guess they learned something from the backstage altercation at all in and the security guards are doing their job in the ring now and they're not letting Talon get any each other's faces anymore so that's good don Kellis and takeshka they had an interview and next week it was announced that takeshka is going to have a big celebration after winning his match versus kenny omega at all out this is the second time takeshka has beaten kenny omega in seven days there's going to be a big takeshka celebration rightly deserved takeshka is a great athlete way better wrestler than kenny and takeshka's next target will also be announced next week that should be cool that should be interesting i wonder who it's gonna be hope it's someone good because Takeshka i can see that guy winning some gold in the future so we will see we will be tuning in for that i am very very interested to see who Takeshka is gonna beat next and at the top of the hour the triple b champion mjf the aew champion and now i think it's safe to say that he's the real aew champion because he's the only champion now well the heavyweight champion i know john moxley is the international national champion we have tbs champion we have the ring of honor tv champion we have the ring of honor tag team we got all kinds of champions in this AEW show in this episode alone i saw like six different championship belts in just one night and mjf said that mark tony khan told me that i have to wrestle on september 20th and i don't even remember what episode or what show that is because we have you know all in we had all loud and then we have something called wrestle dream and we have grand slam so whatever episode is happening september 20th mjf he's gonna wrestle there as well but then samoa joe comes out yes aka mr sweet tooth samoa joe he comes out with his belt he's a champion too from ring of honor he's the tv champion mjf he comes out with both of his belts and everyone has a belt here tonight on AEW dynamite five belts i've seen on this show so far mjf and samoa joe they have a little back and forth and then after the third time samoa joe calls mjf a kid mjf starts getting serious and tells the story the william regal story that we all are all familiar with and mjf managed to get the crowd in indianapolis to boo william regal last time i checked william regal was still respected and loved by wrestling fans all over the world but the people here in indianapolis were booing the shit out of lord william regal and mjf says "Samojo, so Joe you better be careful because i will send you home packing to nxt just like i did to william regal and that got a nice little pop samojo tells mjf hey i didn't think you were a kid back in those days in nxt where i shoved you and you were just trying to do your job i thought you were a little bitch or something along those lines but the way that samojo said it sounded way cooler then mjf slapped samojo and samojo attacks mjf and i'm thinking yes i mean normally i wouldn't be cheering mjf getting attacked from behind behind by the heel but Samoa Joe versus MJF take my money now I would love to see that match on any given day because this was tied back all the way back to NXT before MJF was MJF before MJF was anyone in the wrestling business Samoa Joe was the NXT champion and we've all seen the clip right you get the indie wrestlers that are coming up to play as extras as a security guard in the WWE or some type of role to help and establish talent in their entrance or whatever MJF did that for the WWE Samoa Joe shoved MJF and this is where it's all coming back from and just seeing where MJF is now and then going back to those times and how far MJF has come to and is now the top guy in AEW and you have Samoa Joe who's also one of the top guys and it's just this all came back in full Circle, and it's just so interesting to see how life plays out sometimes in the wrestling world. And also, the fact that MJF is selling the neck, Samoa Joe's finisher is the muscle buster, which is literally a neck breaker, pun intended, because Samoa Joe has literally ended careers with that move, he's literally broken people's neck with that move. And everything about this is just money, it's just a license to print money. But then Adam Cole comes out for the save, and he also has his belt, so now we have like six championship belts in the ring and they're all over the floor all over the ring and it's just a funny sight but man i'm really pumped for this samoa joe mjf match i don't know when we're gonna get it i don't think that was announced and then up next Roderick strong he comes out he has a little face-off with adam cole what about me what about my neck and he's really jealous still about mjf and adam cole and how mjf stole his best bud but roger strong even though he's selling his own neck and he's wearing the neck brace he's gonna have a match versus Trent Beretta. I haven't seen Roger Strong wrestle in a really, really long time, but his neck was, I'm pretty sure he's fine. He's just trying to give Adam Cole some, some hard times, I guess. Uh this match wasn't very exciting, to be honest. Didn't really care for it. I was really excited when Roger Strong first came on to AEW, but again, the booking for Roger Strong just hasn't been very good. Neither has Trent Beretta's. I mean Trent Beretta was involved in that big stadium stampede match and he bled all over the place and they ended up winning that match they being the best friends and whoever else was in that babyface team but those types of matches they don't really do any good for anyone so Trent Beretta, he's in the same place that he has been since he started AEW I think so this match versus Roderick Strong I mean I we all kind of expected Roderick Strong to win this match anyway and he did so he's going to be going on to the next round and he's going to be facing spoiler alert Darby Allen at Collision and this Triple B number one contender tournament we got to see tony storm again and her dramatic version of marilyn monroe and she keeps throwing stuff at renee so that was interesting tony storm she's really entertaining and i'm really liking this gimmick of hers the cowboy hangman adam page he has an interview and Hangman's talking about how he won a battle royal for fifty thousand, and 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 that money was going to go towards charity but then swerve interrupted and prince nana comes out and he's doing this goofy dance also i guess maybe he's taking some dance classes from daniel garcia or something because everyone seems to have a little goofy dance in AEW now and swerve said some cold shit on the mic said that hangman did some charity for some kids and they're not gonna amount to anything and swerve uh, other than that he was spitting some facts on this uh on this promo that he cut on hangman adam page saying stuff like if swerve was hangman if swerve was given every single opportunity that hangman adam Page was given, then Swerve would have been the first ever black AEW champion. And Swerve, he's so good on the mic. I'm buying what Swerve is selling on the mic. But then Brian Cage comes out of nowhere and, and attacks Hangman. And Taz mentions that there's history between Cage and Hangman. And I'm like, what history? Like, please explain more because I, I'm i not following here. What were these guys tag team partners at one point? Is there something that we need to know here? Is there something here that's going on that I need to be aware aware of because if so I don't see it I'm missing something here and then the main event was Darby Allen versus Nick Wayne this is another qualifying match for the tournament for the number one contender for MJF's triple b the winner which I mentioned before is going to be facing Roderick Strong in AW collision but again other than the tournament there's really no angle here this is just another cold match I mean these two guys they're friends Nick Wayne is the prodigy of Darby Allen Darby Allen is a reason nick wayne is an aw but in reality it just looks like darby allen said hey i want to face my buddy nick wayne in the main event on dynamite and i want nick wayne to be in this tournament and of course tony khan because this is all friends wrestling he said sure darby let's do all the things you want to do and that's how this match pretty much got put together in my opinion but then during this match christian cage comes out and finally things get a little bit more interesting but unfortunately nothing happened christian cage just came out to commentary, he talked a little bit of shit. Darby Allen was gonna go for the coffin drop at some point during this match, but changed his mind. He was conflicted. Like I don't want to hit my best friend with the with my finisher, and then it almost backfired on Darby Allen. But Darby Allen ended up getting the win by submitting Nick Wayne. So we're gonna get Darby Allen versus Roderick Strong at Collision. Even though I wasn't really a big fan of this main event, I really enjoyed the tag match with Jericho and Sammy. We got to see a confrontation. Between MJF and Samoa Joe. Swerve cut a pretty mean promo on Hangman Adam Page. So, a lot better dynamite than last week's episode. But let me know what you guys think about this AEW. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk soon.